All right, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the All Day Cincy Sports Podcast, guys. This is going to be your number one stop for everything Cincinnati sports. I'm talking UC basketball, UC football, Xavier basketball, and of course, our Cincinnati Reds and our Cincinnati Bengals, guys. We're also going to talk a little bit about FC Cincinnati. Donnie will. I don't know anything about soccer. But uh, yeah, guys, first episode here, we're doing a Bengals season preview. And at the beginning of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Reds and their recent roster expansion moves, calling up Fernando Cruz, the 32-year-old reliever, and calling up Spencer Steer, the highly touted prospect, guys. But uh, yeah, with all that being said, let's get right into it. I'm Parker Fields, here with my co-host, Donnie Menke. Donnie? What's up? How you doing, Parker? Doing good, my man. All right. Uh, Donnie, what are your thoughts on... Um, bringing up Spencer Steer today. I love it. I think he's ready. Um, I can see why they waited till now. Um, I would have liked to have seen him up earlier, but since they got him, he's he's batting almost 300. He's getting on base 37% of the time. He's gotten on base every game but one since they got him. And on the year, he's got, you know, like 50 extra base hits and 75 RBIs. He's 24. And he's been at AAA most of the year. I just think he's ready. Like, I'm not sure what else he can gain from AAA at this point. And he keeps prospect status. So they keep, um, they can still do the incentives for rookies next year with him. So I like it. Perfect. I'm with, just make sure I'm with, I'm with you, Donnie. Like he is an on-base machine. Like you said, the Reds need that desperately as I've never seen a team chase more awful pitches than the current the current Reds without Votto out there like it's it's rough to watch sometimes guys and Spencer Steer is just a straight up hitter like on the year in the minors he has 23 homers 75 RBIs like the kid has power too with a slash line of 879 overall and that's mostly in AAA he played a little bit I think of AA with the twins early in the year but mainly in AAA this year the kid's a stud, and I'm excited to watch him tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and he can play all over the diamond. He could be, a like, a better hitting, maybe slightly better defensively Kyle Farmer, which I know yeah. Cincy fans love. Um, and he's he's under team control for probably until he hits 30 years old. So gonna, he's going to be here through his prime most likely, and he's, he's a guy that the lineup needs. He's not going to be spectacular. He won't – I don't think he'll ever make an all-star game. But he's stable, he's solid, and he's ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. And the kid, like you said, he can play all every infield position pretty much, can play a little outfield as well. Kid's versatile. And, yeah, if he's a better Kyle Farmer, that's a win for this team because the super utility guys like the Chris Taylors of the world are becoming more and more valuable in Major League Baseball. And if this guy can be one of the best of them in the league, we got a gem here from that Tyler Malley trade for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely excited to see him up. Yeah, same. All right, uh, Donnie, let's talk about Fernando Cruz, the second guy brought up today. Uh, can you give me a few thoughts about him? You know, if you're not going to call up rookies, or I guess this guy is technically a rookie, um, yeah. if you're not going to call up guys who are who are going to be a part of your big future, I like the stories, man. I love Chucky Robinson coming up. I love seeing him hit that home run the other night. And this guy, Fernando Cruz, man, just a hell of a story. Um, mm -hmm. And he went from – he hadn't played affiliated baseball in seven years, 
and he got a minor league contract this year. He has 23 saves in 51 games with the bats, and he's got a sub-3 ERA. He's 32, but you know what? I like it. Give him a chance. Let's see what you got. Maybe give him a shot, too, and get Hunter Strickland out of that closer spot. Exactly. Get him way out of here. Get him the hell out of here. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, uh, the Reds really have nothing to lose at this point. Like they're obviously they're not trying to bring up another rookie. Like they want to keep them developing. Like De La Cruz, I saw some people want him up. Like no, just let him develop more. Let him keep dominating the minors like he is. And uh, Fernando Cruz, if he gives us anything in the bullpen, then great. And like everybody knows, relievers are usually late bloomers anyways a lot of times they don't start their careers to our late 20s so it's not like he's that far behind really so if he can come up have a solid uh a solid uh impact for the reds this year you never know he could be on the big league roster next year and be a good reliever for us right and i mean he throws he can touch 95 with that fastball he's got a mid 80 slider nice change up so and he strikes out a lot of guys like he's got 66 strikeouts in 56 innings this year Mm-hmm. So it, he brings something a little different to the bullpen. And like you said, who knows, maybe he sticks around next year for a bullpen that is lacking quality arms this year. So yeah. give him a shot, see what you got, and then go from there. <clears throat> I like the story. He seems like a good flyer, you know. Love it. I think it's yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And Anything he gives you is a plus. Like if he gives you nothing – who cares? <laughs> the right. Reds aren't going anywhere yeah. this year, and they want to still develop their top prospects. So if he gives you nothing, yeah. who cares? Keep yeah. Brandon Williamson down there for right now. <laughs> yeah, he probably needs to start working with Derek Johnson in the off season, but I don't want him. I don't want him facing big leaguers right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite ready. Yeah, he needs to get that control under under control. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, that's it for the Reds today. We're not going to talk much about them. Their season's coming towards an end. We'll have an episode, though, for sure, like a season recap of the Reds, you know, talk about who we're excited for next year and everything and some moves we want to see the Reds make this offseason. But, um, yeah, that's that's it for the Reds for this episode. But this is what we're here to talk about, the Bengals season preview, guys. The Cincinnati Bengals are coming off a stellar season last year where they went 10-7 and seven in the regular season. But who cares about that? They ended up making it to the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl on some controversial calls. You know, I'm still a little salty about that. But I'm excited for the Bengals this year. This is the most excited I'm, I've been for a Bengals team in my whole life. I, I haven't lived that long, but for sure in my life, this is the most excited I've ever been. Oh, yeah. What about you? Like, oh, yeah. Just I love that we get to see Burrow and Chase again. That mm-hmm. combo is just – it's special. There's something there. It's electric. I'm they with improved the offensive line enough that Burrow shouldn't be nearly as battered. I'm a little worried if they get hurt, but I don't know a team in the NFL that doesn't want more offensive line depth. Um, and the, the defense, another year of continuity, and we saw what Lou Anaruma could do in the playoffs with his schemes, the versatility he had with it. And then they got more versatile in the draft with guys like Dax Hill – and claiming it got a uh, DT off waivers. Like they have depth, they've got youth, they've got continuity. I think they could be a pot knocking on the door top 10 at worst this year. That defense combine that with Burrow and Chase and mix in an improved offensive line. I think they've got something here. Yeah. Like we all know about the offseason or the offseason moves of the additions of the offensive line. And we know how damn good that receiving core is. And we know Joe Mixon's a top five running back in the league if he's healthy. But the addition 
of not only Dax Hill in the secondary, because he made some plays in the preseason, and Lou Anaramo oh, yeah. today said that he's going to be used a lot. Like, he said he's not just going to just play here and there. Like, he's going to be used. And he said uh, today that Jesse Bates is still going to be Jesse Bates and still have his role too. So I, I'm excited to see how they use Dax Hill. But Jesse Bates reported to camp this week, and I'm really excited about that. He didn't have the best season last year, but two years be- the two years before that he was ranked – Pro Football Focus, one of the top uh, safeties in the NFL, and hopefully, yeah. I mean, he had a good postseason. So hopefully, he has a bounce back year and a contract year, and uh, he makes the Bengals pay them, pay him, or at least oh, look yeah. at it. Unless Dax Hill has a crazy year, rookie year, but oh yeah. yeah, and with Jesse Bates, if he plays like just in between last year, like the middle ground of last year and the year before, that might be the best safety unit in the NFL. Oh yeah, just Von Bell the in there too. And Von Bell, we know he's a punisher. His, mm-hmm. I still claim his hit on Juju Smith-Schuster is what turned everything around. Yep. <laughs> Just reversed the Juju. Um, and he's the leader on that on that side of the ball. He's, he's solid. And I, I love that unit. And they're going to need those guys to step up looking at the schedule because whew, yeah. some quarterbacks on Yeah, <laughs> we got a tough schedule this year. That's for sure. They did not let up on the Bengals this year with that schedule. Nope. First no. Schedules, man. <laughs> not used uh, to <laughs> A move that I want to talk about that like is kind of under the radar, I loved C.J. Ozama, but I think Hayden Hurst can bring a lot more to this offense than C.J. Ozama could, to be honest with you. Hayden yeah. Hurst is a freak athlete. guys. I mean, this guy was a first-round pick, I think, 2018 draft, so four years ago. The dude's a freak athlete, super fast for a tight end. The dude is jacked. Like, I'm telling you, I think Hayden Hurst is going to have the best year of his career this year, and he's going to be a really big, like, vertical threat down the field at tight end. He's not no security blanket that we're used to having with Jermaine Gresham's of the world. He, he's more of an eifert. Like, he's going to get down the field and make some plays. He's he's not like Jermaine Gresham or recently C.J. Uzama. Like, he's he's more than a security blanket for sure. Oh, yeah. And, like, last year you had to sacrifice some in the receiving game because the offensive line was so bad you needed Uzama and, and Sam yeah. to block. Like, you had to. And Hurst, he's not going to be asked to do that nearly as much. That's why yeah. they went out and signed Collins and Karras and Kappa. Like, they wanted – like, that was part of the – they wanted to protect Burrow, obviously. But freeing up the tight end lets them run more unique concepts on in those passing plays. And Hurst is – all due respect to you, Zama Hurst is a better receiving tight end without a doubt. Like it's much not, better. They're not. They're different tiers of receiving yeah. tight ends. And now the depth behind him too. They got it got better with um Asiasi from New England and mm-hmm. Sample for if he's the sec, if he's the third tight end, fine, great blocker, good special teams player. You know, I'm I'm liking what they did with the tight end room. And it's it's gonna cost them about as much as you as CJ got in New York. So yeah, and I don't. I, to be honest, they overpaid for CJ. I'm happy the Bengals <laughs> match that offer. I, I'm happy, and I don't like to see CJ, you know, talking on on podcasts and stuff, talking bad about the Bengals and everything. And Joey yeah. B, I don't love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Mean it. And he was he was never gonna get the offer he wanted from them right now. Like they don't no. do their contracts with guys who break out in the contract year. That's just not their MO. That's not what they yeah. do. Yeah. And even so break it out. It wasn't going to happen. 
Yeah. 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 And even breakout for him isn't like a crazy year. It's a solid lower end starter tight end year. Like he's not right. a all he's not a backup, but he's not a he's not a top tier tight end. He's just not. <laughs> I was right. just looking for a word there. Like for his career, he's been in the league since twenty fifteen. And I'm not yeah. trying to bash on him, but since he got to the league in twenty fifteen, he's got 1,591 receiving yards and 13 yeah. touchdowns in six seasons. Last year, far and away his best. Like, he had 500 yards receiving last year and five touchdowns. And that's so, middle of the pack for a tight end, if not lower end of a pack. I, yeah. I, it's definitely starter quality. He earned yeah. the contract he got, but that's that's not what the Bengals do. No. Exactly. And uh, I feel like this will be Hurst's first opportunity really to be like that guy. Like he was a first round mm. pick, so he was highly touted, but Mark Andrews came in. Mark Andrews was a star out the gates. Hurst was, you know, still still in the game a lot, still got a lot of snaps, but never got like the starter reps, like playing almost every down, you know? Right. And uh, this will be Hurst's chance to finally get that chance because Atlanta started one year, had a great year, 571 yards, six touchdowns. Next year, they bring in Kyle Pitts, so <laughs> he's not starting now. Bengals, does that mean the Bengals get Michael Mayer next year? Is that what, yeah. is that, what that means? <laughs> if we got Michael Mayer, I'd be I'd be hyped. Oh, that dude's be... a freak. I played against <laughs> that dude in high school basketball. Dude's a, dude's a monster. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of his high school football. I saw Mayer uh, when he was in at linebacker just sprint like halfway across the field, just read the quarterback perfectly sprint halfway across the field and there's up the pass and he's running out of bounds. And I'm like, yeah, no, this dude's going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <He's> going pro. <laughs> he, yeah. He does not need to be playing in the ninth region. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, but as for the, the tight end room this year, I just, I really like what they did. It's like what they did with the cornerback room last year, letting William Jackson yeah. walk and splitting it up between Hilton and Awuzie. In my opinion, that's what it seems like. Oh, yeah. Awuzie is a playmaker out there. I love Awuzie and Hilton. Oh, yeah. Both of them playmakers. Eli Apple? Uh, but Eli Apple, he's going to prove some people wrong. <laughs> he's definitely serviceable. I think he gets more hands. Yeah, he's not he's, he's not horrible. Media, but and no. he got burned on that. He got burned by Cup, but name me a corner yeah. that didn't get burned. Who doesn't get burned by, burned by last year? Yeah, like that was always going to be an L. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Eli that was always going to be an L. Oh, yeah. Eli Apple gets a lot of hate, but like in all seriousness, he's a serviceable starting cornerback in this league. He makes some plays. Mm -hmm. He plays solid coverage. He'll get burned from time to time, but every corner pretty much, unless you're like elite elite, gets burned from time to time. And even Ramsey and those guys get burned sometimes. Like mm -hmm. Apple – uh, he just gets a lot of hate, yeah, because he talks too much on social media. That's all it is. It's not like he's a bad player or anything, but he just talks like he's Jalen Ramsey, and Jalen Ramsey can back it up. Right, and he he's the one who broke up the pass to, in the Titans game on their last yeah. drive. Yeah, so, he did. Like, he, he did. He makes plays. He just – he's – yeah. He's, he's a little bit of a gambler sometimes. Yeah, he's serviceable, which for a second yeah. corner, you know, that's, that's fine when you've got Hilton in the slot, Bates and Bell and Hill up top and – Louisiana on the other side, <laughs> so it's fine. Let's uh, so we've we've covered pretty much all the offense here. Let's talk and and the secondary. Let's talk a little bit about the front seven. What do you think about the front seven this year? I really like them. I love 
what Logan Wilson brings to that linebacking room. Pratt's gotten better every year. Uh, Clay mm-hmm. Johnston flashed in the playoffs. Marcus Bailey's got another year. Akeem Davids Gaither looks good. And then I wish they had a little bit more depth at the the tackle spots on defense. But when you lose Ogan Joby, you know you're just going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I love. I like B.J. Hill though this year. Yeah, B.J. Hill. I think he's going to be more consistent than yeah. Ogan was. And like Zach Carter is going to come in and be kind of the Ogan Joby role, just behind Hill this time. Yeah, that's a big body right there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He'll for sure plug some holes in there. And, you know, like that's what the the Bengals need. They just need to have a better run defense this year. Like it it got better and everything, but that was more of their problem, uh, more so than the pass game, of course. So if their front seven can step up more this year, it'll be huge. Because, you know, Trey Hendrickson on the outside, he's going to get to the quarterback, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy yeah. is going to get to the quarterback and wreak havoc. We didn't even talk about him, but that's the star of our defense. Um, I, I could see him leading the NFL in sacks this year, getting close to it. I really could. I think he's he's been getting better every year in the league, and he's still young. I, I think know. he's 26 or 27. He's still young. Oh, yeah, and he's like, and he took some time away. Like He took some time off. So yeah. he should be a little less rusty because, I mean, he just got married, so understandable. But yeah. he's going to be a little – he might be a little rusty to start, but once he gets going, man, he's got less wear on him. Yeah. I think you'll see that as the season progresses. Dude's dude's a freak. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the receiving core, and let's talk about Joe Mixon and the running backs room. We, we haven't touched on them. We don't have to touch on much. Let's talk, touch on them a little bit. Okay. Um, Jamar Chase is good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, T. Higgins uh, get he freak. His dad just his dad just passed away, so prayers out to the to the Higgins family. Yeah. Um, prayers out there. But I'm really excited for what he can do this season. Whenever you know he's ready to return, if he's I don't know if he's going to miss any time or not, but however long he needs, I think once he's once he's ready to go, I think he's going to be a beast. I think he's I don't think he's as far behind Chase as some people think. Like I. I am 100% with you on that. I think Jamar Chase is a top five receiver in the league, no doubt. I think T. Higgins is a top ten receiver. I don't care what people say. I think T. T. Higgins is going to have a monster year this year. That That's my bold prediction. T. Higgins is going to be a pro bowler this year, and he's going to catch 12 touchdowns or more. That's my bold wow. prediction for the year. I'm, that's bold prediction. Not, not like that's going to happen. No, I, I think T. Higgins is going to have a year this year. I think he's going to be a pro bowler, seriously. And, you know, the Pro oh, yeah. Bowl doesn't matter much, but, like, I think he's going to make the Pro Bowl straight up, like, not without the substitutions from injuries and everything. Well, I mean, he can't play because he'll be in the Super Bowl, but. Yeah, yeah of I course. Think he can make but it. he'll make the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see uh, 12. Wow. Um, I, I could see it. I see a world which it happens. I was thinking closer to eight. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying because last year Chase had all the touchdowns a lot more. Mm-hmm. How many did Higgins have last year? But I think he's going to be more of a red zone threat this year because, I mean, with that size, if they're going to be double chase and you leave T. Higgins one-on-one on the outside. it Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how you stop him. Like that's He's a he freak had, athlete. Yeah, he's 6'4", 216, and he can jump with anybody. Like He only he, had six touchdowns last year, but I, I'm I, yeah. I'm feeling – I'll say 10 or more. 12 is a little uh, – 10 or more. I'm, I'm going to say he's going to get okay. 10 or more touchdowns <laughs> this year. 12 is uh, a little high, but – I could see 1,208. I know there's just a cap because they want to run the ball more this year and yeah. they want to be more efficient. Um, 
but I could definitely see that with him because he missed he missed games last year. But um, his, yeah. he got more efficient last year, so I could see him taking another jump just because you you do need to mix it up some. Like you can't have Chase doing everything. So, no. and I mean, it's not that T. Higgins didn't do anything last year. It's just that defenses right now they've got a whole off season to try and figure out how to take away chase i think higgins is going to go under the radar just because chase is so explosive and so ridiculous over the top that higgins <laughs> is just that higgins is going to reap some of the benefits of that oh exactly and like my thing is chase last year i'm looking at these numbers right now that's just insane 81 catches 14 1455 yards 13 touchdowns 18 yards per catch 18 yards per catch on that many receptions is just insane. Like with that offensive line too. Yes. Like with, with that awful offensive line, the fact that him and Burrow have that chemistry is just, I hope they sign both of them and they're here for a long time. At, at least give us how long Andy Dalton. And if you gave AJ green and Andy Dalton a decade together, we need to see chase. Well, cause they're going to sign Burrow to a, hopefully yeah. <laughs> to a I'm massive a deal but i'd love to see chase here for a long time too the dude's oh, a yeah. stud you got and he's only 22 both. oh yeah yeah and higgins is only 23 i could see you know they combined for what almost 2500 yards this year yep. i don't think 28 2900 is out of the realm of possibility for them i, I like, don't think so either I, I love boyd but it being his contract year they might try more stuff without him yeah, just to kind of, you know, ease into the transition if he's not. Yeah, here. he he's the leader of this team for sure. Like he's the heart and soul. So let's let's get him a ring before he leaves Cincinnati. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I I wondered with that. What do you think they're gonna do with uh with Boyd? Like once his contract's up, like could you see them franchise tagging him for a year, or do you think they're just gonna move on and draft a receiver? I'm not sure. Or sign somebody new. Him. Um. Because his contract is one of the biggest bargains in football last year. Yeah. Like he was making under $10 million last year and one of the best slot receivers in the game. Oh, for sure. I, for I years, think too. I think it'll depend on what he wants more so than what the team wants. Um, yeah. Because he, he could end up being the odd man out, obviously. Um, you can't pay everybody. So he could end up being that guy that, that has to get left out in the cold. But if he wants to go somewhere and like try to be the top dog, cause he was the top dog in Cincy for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He um, had a few thousand yard years. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's good enough and I wouldn't blame him to try and go capitalize, get that last big payday before or while, while he can. So yeah. I think it's going to depend as much on what he wants to do as what the team wants to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see him being gone once his contract's up easily yeah agreed what what do you think they do with that like uh you see them drafting somebody or sign somebody in free agency probably draft um yeah given the way that um the draft went last year they may have to spend an earlier pick than they want um but yeah i could see them drafting i don't see them if they're not gonna they don't tend to spend a lot of money on they don't they don't do free agents on their third contracts no and i don't know how many receivers that are going to be getting their second contracts that you want to bring in to replace them that where you could just draft somebody who can yeah. do about the same level of production 
the Bengals the last few years have done a nice strategy that I've liked and like I hope the Reds just take after this and like that's the what the Reds say they want to do. They've been signing players like who are still young but didn't have the greatest first start to their careers but have tons of talent. Like Eli Apple, top 10 pick yeah. I believe. Chidobi uh, Awuzie didn't have the best career in Dallas yet, but you could tell the talent was there. You could tell he could put it together. And I, I like those signings. Signings like that yeah. really can help out our team. And uh, yeah. I like the strategy they've had in free agency more, like spending spending less on one guy, spraying out to a bunch of guys who have a lot of talent and could pan out and become that guy who deserves that really high paycheck. Right. Because they've got their cornerstones in place, right? You have Burrow, yeah. you have Chase, you hopefully you have Higgins. So you just kind of got to spread the money out as few holes as possible because you've got those guys already exactly. that are going to lead you to wins. So just as few holes as possible, as little chances for the other team to pick on your weaknesses, and your your guys that you got on offense should be enough. Yeah, agree, agree, one hundred percent with you. So, um, let's move on here and let's talk about Joe Mixon in the running back room real quick, and then we'll give a season. We'll go game by game fast. Just tell you WL what what we think and everything. But um, yeah, let's talk about Joe Mixon in the running back room here. I I really think Mixon. I think he has a few more years left in him. Honestly, he seems like he's the type of running back. He had a couple injuries early, which could have helped him not take as much load as like an Ezekiel Elliott throughout his career. Like he's gotten, he's been the main back since he's been here, but he had a couple injury riddled seasons. And um, I think he's got a few seasons left in him of being a top tier running back. And I know for sure this year, I, I expect him to have a, his the best year of his career this year. I could see 13, 1400 yards this year. I know last year he had 1200 something, I believe. I could yeah. see 13 or 1400 yards this year. I think they'll run the ball more with that line. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think this should, on paper, it's lining up to be the best year of his career. All he has to do is stay healthy. Yeah. They got maulers on the offensive line, guys that move people in the run game. And Taylor wants to be more efficient on the ground. He doesn't want to throw as much as he had to. He doesn't want to have to rely as much on those explosive plays. And that's mm -hmm. Mixon. Like, that's what that's where he comes in. That's his whole thing in this plan is chew up the clock, give the defense maybe a little more rest, let Burrow take fewer hits while you're instead of those. He got hit in the backfield 50 on more than 50% of his runs last year. Most That's in the NFL. atrocious. He was two or three percentage points ahead of second place. Nobody else was yeah. above 50%. And now that he's got that offensive line, he should, you know, turn toward the bottom as long as the play calling's good. So yeah. with combined with that, and wanting wanting to be more efficient in the run game, they've got better personnel. I think that you're right. He's he should be on track for a career year this year. He just has to stay healthy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that for sure. Like, I, I I really do see Mixon having a great year this year. Um, can can you talk a little bit about uh what do you think of Chris Evans, Travion Williams back there? What do you think of them? And of course, Samaj AP round. Um, watch the tape with Evans <laughs> for anybody who didn't watch preseason and just yeah. looking at numbers. You got to watch the tape. I know some of the holding calls were probably on him going where he shouldn't have, not going where mm -hmm. the play was necessarily designed. But 
he had so many big plays brought back by penalty. I know <laughs> his first play of the preseason was what a sixty, what how how sixty something yard run that was called back on yeah. that boss hold. Yeah, so, I was there and I was depressed after that. I was like, because <laughs> there was something exciting in the preseason, you know. So I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh. yeah. And he's he's a great returner. Um, we'll yeah. see if Travion Williams ends up back on the the roster. I know he just got waived for all those waiver claims. Yeah. Um, I but, feel like he'll end up on the practice squad at least. Probably, yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody will claim him. But I thought that was Kendrick Pryor too. So we'll see. But yeah, I think um, Travion Williams, the, he's a good guy to have on the practice squad. I think Evans could step in for Mixon if you need him. Like he was ripping off big plays behind a really bad second unit offensive line for the Bengals. Yeah, like they were. Don't don't look at the PFF numbers if you want to be happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he could. If say Mixon does get hurt, I think he could be a good backup because I think I think he feel that he would fill that role better than Piran would. Like I think Piran yeah. is just a different kind of back. But I think Evans could be fine. Like he's not Mixon, obviously. No, but he he'd be fine. He'd be serviceable. I he, think. he he gives me Geo Bernard vibes. That's yeah. it. Me vibes yeah. of like he can be a little bit of a dual threat Swiss Army knife running back. He can do a little bit of it all. Like Pirine, he's more of just a bruiser. Like he can come mm-hmm. in and on third and one and <laughs> move some yeah. bodies in there and churn his legs, but he's not gonna, he's not the fastest. Like Evans is more of a dual threat, in my opinion. He's just like a Swiss Army knife type of a back. And uh, I could see, actually see him getting some more snaps this year, especially I could have, I could see him getting some more uh, plays in the pass game for him, get him in oh, space absolutely. and see what he can do. Yeah, that that catch he had against the Lions last year is enough for yeah. enough for me oh, to yeah. want to do more. So, yeah, I, exactly. I definitely agree with that. All right, let's uh, transition in here to our season predictions. Uh, we can just go quick here, just go through like what you think. W L W. Like I'll just say it pretty much <laughs> game by game. Um, I got them here on my notes. I got the schedule and my prediction. All right, week one. We got the Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals here. They're going to be having so much momentum going into this game, and uh, I just think they're getting that W to start the season. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. Division Hated division rival yeah. coming off their first home game of the year after a Super Bowl run. That crowd's going to be rocking in a way that yeah. the Steelers fans that do travel won't be hurt as much as normal. So, And it's, it's their – either Trubisky or Pickett. I don't know who they're going to start either yeah. one of their first games in the system. So give me give me the Bengals. Yeah. Next week, we are going in week two to Jerry World in Dallas against the Cowboys. Uh, this game, I feel like this is going to be a close game. I feel like it's kind of a trap game for the Bengals because the Cowboys are a good team. But mm-hmm. I, I'm going to take the Bengals in week two as well. I think they're going to win this game. And I'm not, I'm not taking the Bengals to go 17 now. But <laughs> I think I, I think they're gonna win this game. I do. I I'm gonna differ on you here. Like you said, I think it's gonna be close, and I think Chase is gonna have a field day on Diggs. Oh yeah, but, yeah, he's um, gonna cook Diggs. But Parsons, I know they revamped the OL. Still scares the crap out of me against that line. So <laughs> could end up being a Titans s game. Yeah. Uh, I I I'm gonna just because it's on the road. I'm gonna I'm gonna have them taking an L on this one. Close. All right, so. And L. Donnie's at one and one. I'm at two and zero on the season for right now. All right, Jets at the Jets. I don't think we're repeating ourselves and losing the Meadowlands yeah. again. <laughs> I'm taking the Bengals. Mike White is not playing. 
He's not playing, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Because that dude Zach will kill Wilson. the Bengals. If Zach Wilson, you know, gets in trouble with some moms again or something, then, <laughs> <laughs> then Mike White might play. But if Mike White's not playing, I'm taking the Bengals here. Yeah, I, I like them in that one too. I just don't think Burrow is gonna gonna want to lose. Like, I just think this will, if anything, this yeah. Burrow is gonna will him to a win type. Game yeah, he's not losing again to the Jets. Come on. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got Week Four Thursday night football here against the Dolphins. I'll be there for this game. I'm excited to go to this game. They'll be wearing the all white, and uh, I'm taking the Bengals here. This stadium's gonna be rocking that night, and um, yeah. I just the Bengals are the better team here. They have more experience. They're just overall the better team. They got better playmakers. I know the Dolphins did pick up Tyreek Hill this offseason, but overall I trust Joe Burrow a lot more than I trust Tua Tugavailoa. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm taking the Bengals here, and I'm going to have them going 4-0. I went back and forth on this one, but I did ultimately pick the Bengals. It's the Ring of Honor night, debut in new uniforms. They've yeah. got actually got a secondary that might be able to handle. They, they've proven they can handle Tyreek and Maybe not Waddle at the same time, but they know how to handle speed. I just – it's a home game. It's, it feels like it might be like the Jacksonville game last year. Yeah. But um, I got them winning this one. All right. Week five, we got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Maryland to play the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, this game is a trap game for me on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I just feel as if – the Ravens at home here. It's a division rival. They're going to be really, really amped to play this game. And I just – I think the Bengals are the better team, but I just – I have a feeling the Ravens are going to pull this game out. I'm with you on that. I've got this as an L. Um, after what happened last year, too, the Bengals just both yeah. racing them in the second half at the stadium. They're going to – like you said, they're going to come out juiced. My only yeah. thing is at the Lamar contract situation, depending on yeah. how that plays out, that could be a big distraction. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I've got this, I think, a touchdown loss in this one. All right. Next week we got the Bengals going to New Orleans to play the Saints. And I have an L on this one as well. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I, I do. The, it's a tough play to, place to play in that dome. And I think this game is more so a trap game than the Ravens game. I think they're going to come – they're going to be tired, exhausted from that Ravens game, and I think it's going to spiral a little bit into this game. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. This is just my prediction because i got to have them lose some games, and I could see them losing this game. The Saints kept most of their roster together. They got some good players still. Jameis is back in year two. Hopefully – not hopefully, but Jameis, I think, will have a better season even than he did last year when he played. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals to lose this game. I've got the Bengals in this one. I just – it's a – I like the I, – I, I like the fact that it's a, a homecoming game of sorts for Burrow and Chase. Yeah. Where, like, there probably be a good amount of Bengals fans at the stadium. Yep. Uh, maybe they're not Saints fans, but they're LSU fans. Also, my aunt is a Saints fan, and I really need them to win this game. I'm not listening <laughs> to her talk about this. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think – Burrow being back in the in the super back in the Louisiana and and I think they have the coaching advantage in this game too. Dennis Allen is in his first year with this team, so I think they can do it. I think Lou Anarumo can scheme up some turnovers for Jameis too. Oh yeah, yeah. This is more so a uh, I had to pick a a non just like oh yeah that's a lost game. So I was thinking. Mm -hmm. 
I was thinking the Saints, you know, they could pull off the upset here, and I'm going to pick them because I don't think they're going to win every single game they're supposed to win against the spread. So, Yeah, which is true. And part of the issue with – Because something will happen. Yeah, there's going to be some unexpected losses. They'll probably get a couple unexpected wins too. Yeah, uh, They were pretty balanced last year. Yeah, they could – here, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, part of the issue is when I do these – when I look at these games, a big factor is, okay, who's got the better quarterback? Yeah, exactly. I like Burrow better than Pickett or Trubisky. I like him better than Prescott. I, I like him better than Zach Wilson. I like him better than Tua. I like him better than Lamar. I like him better than Jameis. So it's just figuring out where, because you're not going to win every game, just yeah. trying to figure out what could lead to the right circumstances. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, week seven here, the Bengals have the Atlanta Falcons coming to them. This is a W, in my opinion. This game is going to be a blowout. Joe Burrow is going to throw five touchdowns, 500 yards, and uh, no, <laughs> I'm play. But uh, I think the Bengals are going to win this game pretty easily. And, yeah, the, there's not much reason to talk about Joe Burrow's better than Marcus Mariota. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this team is a lot better all, all around than the Falcons. So that's my take there. The Falcons yeah. are probably tanking, so. The uh, the only clear advantage Atlanta has to me is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that because that dude's a freak, but yeah. I don't know if he has a quarterback to give him the ball. Right. I mean, who knows? It could be Desmond Ritter by then. Mm-hmm. It could be Desmond Ritter, but it could you never be. know. And if he's playing, I'll give them like a slight bump because he's coming back to Cincinnati. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just don't. That might that's just one of the easiest W's for me to write on there. Agreed. All right, uh, Monday Night Football the next week in Cleveland. I am going to take the Bengals here simply for the fact that Deshaun Watson won't be back yet. So I just – I have a good feeling that the Bengals – if Deshaun Watson was there in Cleveland, I'd probably take the Browns in this game. But Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson's not going to be there. I'm taking the Bengals here. Uh, Pretty much Jacoby Brissett's just not Joe Burrow. I don't think their offense is going to do much against the Bengals' defense with Jacoby Brissett. You never know. Jacoby Brissett could have a great year this year, but the odds aren't looking too great for him, so I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland's offensive line's gotten worse. They still have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Darnish Johnson flashed. I don't like their wide receivers that much. Defense is scary. But, yeah, yeah, without Watson, I just – I'm, I'm picking the Bengals. Agreed. All right. Next week there, we got the Bengals hosting the Carolina Panthers. Um, another W. Little bit, <laughs> yeah, another W. A little bit of a homecoming. Not a homecoming, but uh, what's it called? I can't think of his name. Baker Mayfield's coming back to Cincinnati where he's played a lot of games. Division rival for years, of yeah. course. But now he's the Panthers quarterback. And, um yeah, I just the Panthers. They have a lot of talent, but they just have a lot of holes too. They remind me of the Angels, and yeah. uh, <laughs> in football, <laughs> like they got Christian McCaffrey. They have a really nice receiving core with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Baker's not an awful quarterback, but they just have a lot of holes where you can't have holes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, yeah. I just, I don't see that roster coming together. I could see them winning seven or eight games, but I don't see them having a great year. Yeah, and I think the Bengals will win that pretty easily. This one is one though that I thought is the biggest potential trap game on the roster, just because Baker plays well. Baker torches well the, Bengals. the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. It's coming off Monday Night Football at a division rival. Like I know they're only you know three hour, four hour drive up. Yeah. The highway, but still a Monday Night game. Still a guy who regularly has has played well against them, and they've got Christian McCaffrey, so they could score enough points, but. 
I mean, with Christian McCaffrey's help, he might be out. So, <laughs> yeah, you never know there. Yeah. You can't count on Christian CMC for that. I drafted him yeah. in fantasy this year, so. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Sunday night football in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And this looks like a trap game, you know, like divisional opponent in their place. But I'm taking the Bengals in this game. Like you said, Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, I just don't see. I see the Bengals being able to run their offense fluidly and score some points. And I just don't see Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky being able to match the scoring. And that's pretty much where I'm coming from here. I don't see them being yeah. able to do much against the, uh, the Bengals secondary. And yeah, that's really what I'm why I'm going with that there. Oh yeah, I I was teetering on this one too, just because I don't think they're going to go five and one or six and zero oh in the division. But at the yeah. same time, like it, they're coming off a bye. They won there last year, but it wasn't a beat down like Baltimore. Um, what they go last year in the division? Four. They went four and zero oh against the Steelers and Ravens. Yeah, yeah they, but last week of the season. Yeah, they the didn't play one anybody. Was, was they were resting, so like yeah. it, it counts, but yeah. Four and one caveat. is what I'll say. Four and one. Because <laughs> they yeah. one game's if But yeah, I just it, that's really hard to do year in and year out. So I don't know. I've got it as a W, but I could see a potential rough stretch here. Like a sneaky potential rough stretch with the at Cleveland on Monday night, Carolina with Baker who plays well, and then at Pittsburgh is always a tough environment. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with everything you said there. Next week, we go to Tennessee as the Bengals travel to face off against the Tennessee Titans. I'm taking the Bengals in this one. This game, I really went back and forth on, but I have a, I have a gut feeling. The Titans, I still think, are going to be solid and stuff, but I think they're going to fall off a little bit this year, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is really going to be feeling Malik Willis behind him. And uh, I could yeah. I, I could see the Bengals pulling this one out, even though they're coming off Sunday night football in Pittsburgh against a divisional rival. I just – I have a feeling the Bengals are going to pull this one out. They they tend to play well against the Titans. They beat them two years ago, Burrow's rookie season, when they weren't very good, and the Titans were really freaking good. They were considered – I know – I remember this. Weirdly, I remember this, but in PFT's power rankings, uh, they were ranked number one in the NFL, and the Bengals beat them that, <laughs> that week. <laughs> and the Bengals were probably – 28 or 29 they were like one five and one or something at the time but uh yeah the Bengals tend to play well against Ryan Tannehill and the Titans they give him problems and fits and they played Derrick Henry really well in the divisional round so uh, I'm taking the Bengals here yeah you're being nicer to the Titans than I am um <laughs> when you lose AJ Brown you cut Julio Jones so yeah they and this isn't they just lost Harold Landry for the year the yeah towards reason, ACL saw that yeah, the only reason this game was even close in the playoffs is because they couldn't keep Jeffrey Simmons out of the backfield. Nope. Now, at least this year, it looks like they know how to stop a stunt. So yeah, <laughs> they. Uh, I think this could be a this could be a potential blowout. Like this could be like thirty one to to fourteen or something like that. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. I, yeah, I think the Titans still have a shot at the playoffs because Mike Vrabel's a really good coach. Agreed. But um, yeah. I, I don't I don't see them being as good. I could see like not, maybe ten and seven, like that's what I maybe like tops. But I yeah. don't see them being too great. Just yeah, like just purely off coaching and playing like more of a grit style mm -hmm. play this year than with skill and finesse. All right. right, next week the Bengals are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, I'm gonna take the L on this game. I know the Bengals beat them twice last year, but I have them on like a six game winning streak at this point. 
And uh, I think the Chiefs are going to come in here, and I think that they're going to win this game. Um, I hope they don't, but I feel like the Chiefs are going to come in with a little vengeance after the last two years. I know they lost Tyreek Hill, but that offense will still be pretty explosive. Guarantee yeah. that. So they still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. Yep. They still have uh, Miko Hardman, too. And they picked up the Juju. Times. Yeah. So Juju like, I, usually kills the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Until Von Bell. Yeah, until yeah. <laughs> until then, but uh yeah, I think it's just hard to beat Pat Pat Mahomes three times in a row. I don't have yeah anything to back that up. It's just my gut feeling. Like I just don't yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to get the best of him three times in a row. And there's Agreed. like you said, after he's pro that AFC championship game, it may not be in it won't be on his mind the whole season, but guarantee the week leading up to the game he'll he'll be using that. Yep. All right. Next up we got the Browns coming to Cincinnati on a CBS game at one o'clock. Um I'm taking the Bengals on this game as well. Deshaun Watson will be back for this one, but it's gonna be I think it's gonna be uh, it's either his first or second week back. Or, no, yeah, he plays the Texans first, so this is and like second or third week. Yeah. Okay, second Texans week. Okay, so this is Deshaun Watson's second week back. Um, I feel like he's not going to see what's coming to him, coming to, to Cincinnati. Yeah. And I feel like the Bengals – I feel like he's just going to be rusty, and I feel like the Bengals are going to be able to make some plays on him and get the W. I know he's probably going to go into Houston and throw like five touchdowns, but the Texans suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a little different. And, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I just I put the W on there more just because I want it to happen. I want them oh, to yeah. whip the Browns so bad that they just they're gone, they're done. Like they <laughs> they're I'm, done. This is more of I. Want they're not a franchise to, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of a, I want them to blow them out. I, yeah. I, it'll be close, I think, just because they're too talented. But I want the Bengals to just come out and like do what they well, did to the Jets, the like. Fire. Yeah, like fifty six nothing. Like that would be <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, it'll be like twenty seven, twenty four, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that, man. All right, next week here we got the Bengals traveling to play Tom Brady, the Goat, and the Bucks. I'm gonna take the L on this one. Uh, yeah. Joe Burrow's first experience against playing against Tom Brady. It'll be a bad. I think this is gonna be one of the games of the year in the NFL. Like I think this game's gonna be a shootout battle. Like oh, yeah. seriously, yeah. I think this is gonna be one of those like. It's going to be one of those. Well, it's obviously going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo, four twenty-five on CBS. So you'll get the mm -hmm. best calls of Romo, and uh, I just I have a feeling the Bucks are going to win this game in a shootout. It's kind of just a gut feeling, but yeah, I yeah. think these two quarterbacks are going to have a duel. Yeah, just being on the road uh, to that late in the season is a factor. Yeah, um, I think It'll be the worn down. I think the weather will help the Bengals will be an advantage for the Bengals there though, being in Florida. Yeah. But Brady knows how to slice up a defense. He just the Bengals don't have like a shutdown guy. Yeah. So I could see them I could yeah, I could see this being like a 38-35, 38-31, something like that kind of game. Agreed but I've got there. the L on this one too. Yep. Next up we got New England, the Bengals traveling to New England. For a one o'clock game on CBS, and this game, I'm gonna take the Bengals here. I know it's hard to play in Foxborough, but I just like the Bengals. Uh, I like the Bengals team more in this matchup. Honestly, I feel like yeah. both defenses are solid, and I feel like both defenses are gonna be somewhat able to contain the other offense, no matter how good the Bengals offense is. But I think the Bengals are just gonna be able to make some plays down the stretch and 
you know, Zach Taylor might drop a play and out coach Belichick here or there for a play. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I think this is the year to, to go to Foxborough legitimately. You've got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as the offensive guys. Like I just don't see <laughs> yeah. I don't see how they're gonna <laughs> I don't I think like they're gonna Mac score Jones. much. Yeah, I like Mac Jones, but the weapons around him are kinda lacking. Uh the offensive play yeah. calling. Like Matt Patricia We're saying this and they're gonna <laughs> go sixteen and one and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Belichick's possible. gonna but, give um, up six points a game. <laughs> I, he'll have to because I know they were talking yeah. about in the like New England looked terrible in their last preseason game against the Raiders, and uh, I saw on NFL Network they were talking about the twenty snaps Mac Jones played. Matt Patricia called the same concept seventeen times, <laughs> like not even not even just seventeen passes, the same concept seventeen times. Bro's literally on Madden. Just <laughs> he's, he's in one formation. <laughs> he's he's in the gun formation inside zone for the 90th straight play. Okay. But yeah, I, <laughs> I think Anarumo is going to. I think the defense will be fine in that matchup. Yeah, I think this is the year to go to Foxborough. So I think this this could be a a nice W on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. That's a dub. Next week, the Bengals are going to host the Buffalo Bills. I was about to say going to Buffalo. They're going to host the Buffalo Bills. And uh, I think uh, this game's a W. It's going to be on Monday Night Football. This is going to be one of the best games of the year, too, I believe. The Bills are a great team, honestly, a really great team. But this is more of a gut-feeling game. Not even. I just have a feeling the Bengals are going to win this one right before the season ends. It'll be primetime. Joe Burrow plays better in big games. It'll be... Uh, the the weather is definitely an advantage for the Bengals here as they're not going to be in Buffalo where they're not used to those really cold conditions. Like in January, right. it's going to be cold in Cincinnati, don't get me wrong, but it'll be 30 to 40 degrees, not negative 10 or whatever. Like yeah. It'll be you, a lot better. Yeah, you'll be shocked to see, you know, dudes with, with no shirts on and painted with yeah. body paint, but not as shocked as you would be to see it in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In Buffalo – no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go opposite here. I got the L on this one. Um, okay. It's just Josh Allen is one of the only quarterbacks I'm confident. I think he's only – I think he's better than Burrow right now, just as yeah. they stand. He's like the – one of the – they face a lot of quarterbacks on this after this bye week that I think can go toe-to-toe with Burrow, but he's the only one who I think could consistently best him, like if you play the game 100 times. I could yeah. see Josh Allen getting the better of him more than 50 times. Um, and that defense, man, Trey White, uh, Jordan Poyer, in that, and Micah Hyde in that that secondary, it's going to be the, the toughest test for the Bengals yet. Von Miller on that, on that line, like, it's just going to be – it'll be a great tune-up, hopefully, heading into the playoffs. Hopefully, they're playing for the one seed in that game with the Bills. Yeah. But it's just going to be tough. They match up so well. It's just going to be tough. All right, last week of the season here versus the Baltimore Ravens. I'm taking the L here at home because I think the Bengals are going to be resting their players, and I think they'll have the division wrapped up. So that's why I'm taking the L. That's what – you know what? Yeah, this this last week is so out there. A lot of these games, it just depends on – Yeah, if I'm basing it off who I think is going to win if they played, I think the Bengals would win this game. But I'm going to – Guess that they're gonna be. I like I like the confidence. I like the prediction. I went with yeah. the W just because uh, that back that back stretch after the bye week is tough, and I think it is get some reps in for the starters before they shut it down completely at that point. 
Yep. All right. What what record did you have for the Bengals? I had them going twelve and five on the season. I overall. also had I also had twelve and five. But uh, yeah, I but hey, we didn't have the same picks again. though. Yeah. Yeah, I could see. I could, I don't see them not making the playoffs. I don't oh yeah, see I I think wild card spot for sure. Um, it's just a yeah. tough schedule. Like they they really need to go. I think I've got them seven and two before the bye. I think they need to do that to really yeah. sure up their spot because man. You open after that bye week at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee, home against Mahomes, home against Watson, away against Brady in Foxborough, home against Allen, home against Lamar. Yeah, you just you better rack up those W's before the bye. I think they can and will start off six and one. Like I think they can. I have them at five and two, but I think they can start off six and one for sure. Yeah, and if they do that, they'll set out a good pace for the rest of their season because. Definitely their weaker schedule. It's still not weak at the beginning of the year because their division is so tough. Right. But it, it, it's weaker. But, um, yeah, you want to wrap up this episode? I th- yeah. I think, uh, right. I think we're good. I think yeah. we covered everything. All right, guys, be on the lookout for uh, podcast episodes. We're going to try and upload twice a week or so. Like during the football season, we're going to have a Bengals episode every week where we just talk about the Bengals game, talk about predictions for the game, everything, talk about key moves, whatever. And we'll have an episode as well with UC basketball starting, UC football starting, or the Reds, whatever. We'll have another episode with that and vice versa, whatever sports and season. That's obviously our main focus, but we'll be talking about off-season stuff as well. But, uh, yeah, if you guys did enjoy this, like it on whatever you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And if you're on YouTube, do me a favor, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. And, uh, yeah, follow us on our socials, at FieldsParker1 on Twitter at Donnie underscore Menke on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you got anything else, Donnie? Nope. Just give us a follow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you all guys in the next one. All right. How do I – I can edit this out. I didn't stop recording because I don't know how to stop the record. All right. Okay. There we go. All right. I'll edit that last.